Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, I'm just popping on before this episode starts to give you a little bit of a content warning. This episode features a former rep from Pure Romance, which is an MLM that deals with adult products and toys. In this episode, we talk about many topics that are not suitable for younger listeners and could be triggering for some, including sexual situations and trauma. Please listen at your own discretion. Thank you. just clicked. I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore, but it really took me a while to get out. It wasn't easy for me to leave because I felt like I was failing, um, my customers that I really loved. I really loved talking to them. And I felt like, Oh, I don't want to disconnect from these women. Um, but it just wasn't, I just realized this isn't about education anymore. Like these women aren't getting the education that they need from here. So that, so yeah. It's incredible to me that education is the reason you left MLM. Um, <laughs> you're not the first that has said, Hey, I went back to school and I just couldn't do it anymore. Or I decided to take some classes and I learned some things. It's incredible to me um, because with MLM, MLM's core competency is deception. Mm -hmm. So when you take yourself out and you educate yourself and you can see that the emperor is not actually wearing any clothes at all, you're like, wow. Yeah. Was that yeah. eye-opening for you when you decided to leave and you could see it from the outside? Girl, let me tell you, every single time that I am in class and I learn something, I'm like, What? Oh, like it, it happens still to this day, still to two years later, I'm still like, things are still clicking that I'm like, what the, f I can't believe that. Let me, an example. Okay. So last year, the president of communications of pure romance contacted me. I was already out. I was like, the why is he calling me? You know? And, uh, he said, Hey, you know, I was just wondering uh, something about your downline. And then I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm already out. <laughs> like I've been inactive for a while. And he was like, what, why are you inactive? I don't know. I, I didn't see that you were inactive, but uh, why'd you leave? And this is one of those moments that I think I'll regret forever. Cause I really wish I could have just been like, cause you're a cult. Cause you guys you know, took advantage of me. Cause you guys like gaslighted me How like, you know, but I just told him, I said, I'm getting my education because I'm trying to get a career in sexual health. And he was like, well, you know, you can do that in pure romance. Right. And I was like, not really. I can't do it how I want to do it and be a professional in the field. And then he said, well, and this was at the height of the pandemic. Okay. He said, 
well, you know, we're, we are just selling hand over fist right now. Like the numbers are just incredible right now. Like you need to get on this. Okay. You've got to come back because the numbers are just the, we're doing so much money. And he was telling me numbers. I wasn't even listening at that point. Um, I realized that even if I did tell him why I left, like he wasn't listening, you know, he was just trying to get me to come back. So um, that conversation was short, but I was taking a, also to kind of just give a background on that. Um, recently, a lot of consultants have been doing a lot of flash sales, like a lot of flash sales online. And so in my uh, economics class, uh, my professor, she's an awesome professor and she's really great. Like she's written an incredible book about economics. So she, she knows her deal. She taught us about inelastic and elastic products. And so you have inelastic products are like your rent and your gas, like you're going to pay whatever price it is because it is what it is, you know, but an elastic product is you can, let's say you sell a candle and you have a really high margin on that candle because you're selling it for higher price. You know, you're going to sell so many of those. But if you, somebody else sells that same candle for cheaper and it's, they're going to make a smaller amount of profit, but it will be a long, like it'll be longer over a long period of time. So they will actually make more money in the long run because they sell it for cheaper. And that's kind of how Amazon works. So the only reason that they are making more money from their flash sales is because they are selling an elastic product and they're selling it for cheaper and people are buying it now more because it's getting cut. The price is smaller. So people are spending more money with you. And that's the only reason why. Yeah. It's, um, it's the same thing. Like when we go to the store and we hit up the clearance aisle and we buy mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff we're never going to wear because it was 50% off. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I can't pass up a great deal. And I'm like, I'm never going to wear this. Why did I buy it? Because <laughs> it was 50% exactly. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, it's just basic economics. Like when you really think about it, it's not a miracle. The products haven't changed. Uh, people aren't, you know, dying for these products. It's just basic economics of, you know, the price is smaller and people will buy more. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I'm still You're, learning like, yeah, as I, as I go and How incredible. Yeah. I'm taking a sexual health course in college and I'm just like, I've, I, sometimes I want to kick myself in the ass. Cause I'm like, gosh, I'm so stupid. Like, why did I not know this stuff? But it, it's not my fault. You know, the people in pure romance, it's not their fault that they don't know. It's the fact that pure romance hypes these women up so much and really convinces them that they are sexual health educators. And they have that on their name tags and everywhere that they present themselves, they say they're sexual health educators. The problem with that is when you start pretending like you know everything and you don't get outside sources, it's a dangerous combination. When you have unwilling consultants that are not willing to educate themselves outside, don't really read books, you know, because if you're not educating yourself outside of pure romance, you really aren't getting a lot of sex ed. The sex ed that they offer in their back office is like a paragraph on the anatomy of the vulva and the anatomy of the, of the penis. 
And that's it. Like, that's all the, like I, mean, I learned that in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really elementary. It's very elementary. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. You know, here's another example that goes right along with that. Monet and cosmetology. Some of the stuff, because I've been a cosmetologist for 20 years. It is the thing I've done the most in my entire life. And the most, mm-hmm. I have the most education and the most background. The things that I hear out of the mouths of Monet Huns, <laughs> I'm like, who told you that? That's not even true. Who? And the fact that actual hairstylists and cosmetologists use and yeah. sell this. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it at work today in the salon because someone we know started selling it. And they were like, this is always like a conversation. My, my, uh, my salon owner, Michelle's like, Roberta, guess who started selling Monet? And I was like, no. And, uh, yeah. and, we're, and they're like, all, their lawsuits and all stuff? of this information that I'm talking about online and in person and with my clients and in the salon. And the fact that someone that comes to her salon decided to, I just like, no, that's none of that is true. Hair doesn't detox. It's dead carotene protein. It's like fingernails. It's like detoxing a fingernail. That's not a thing. Like, so I could imagine like you sitting in your sex health class and they're like X, Y, Z. And you're like, I'm sorry. What? I thought that's not what pure romance taught me. Yeah. It's not even of what, what pure romance taught me. It's the lack, like the fact that pure romance didn't nothing. There's no information on a lot of these issues. Um, even like menopause, it's such a, it's such a small thing that is talked about. There's very, there's maybe one or two pages, you know, um, there's no resources of like, Hey, if you want to learn more about how to talking, uh, how to talk to a customer about menopause, um, check out this book or anything like that. There's nothing like that. Um, I remember when I had, I had one, a trip to the Bahamas and, um, one of the consultants on the, the trip, she had said to me, we were just, I don't even know how this conversation came up, but then she said, well, you know, the, just like me lubricant is so great because it protects against, um, STDs. And I was like, I did like a Scooby Doe. I was like, what? And she's like, well, yeah, you know, it helps with STDs. And I was like, please don't tell me that you say that at your shows. And she's like, well, yeah, like, I mean, it helps with tearing. And I was like, well, it might help minimum, like any lube would help minimize tearing, you know, but it's not going to help protect a person against an STI or an STD. Why are you recommending that? And she said to me, she said, well, that's, well, she was from Australia. She was like, well, that's just how we do in Australia. So if that's how they trained me, then that's how I'm going to do it. And I said, well, I hope that you know that you're, what you're doing is unethical and you harmful. Yeah. I was like, and you could be the cause of somebody contracting an STD because you told them that the lube would protect them. That's so stupid. And maybe even like uh, an STD that doesn't have a cure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that would be an STD and then an STI would have a cure. Okay. Right. So that's the difference there. An ST, uh, a a sexually transmitted infection versus Mm -hmm. a sexually transmitted disease. Right. And she's saying that this lube will Mm -hmm. protect you. You don't need to work. 
a condom a consultant you a can sexual just health wear educator. this lube instead yeah a sexual health educator is saying that wow and then uh other things that i would that i would hear with, from consultants would be like well really like if it's two girls like who's the guy and i'm like what why are you saying that that's so rude first of all and that's not like at all a thing you know why does there need to be a quote unquote guy yeah it's just i mean it's just i those are just like a few examples of the things that would that would be said amongst consultants because the education is so lacking and what's so funny to me is like there shouldn't be a lack in this sort of education because this is something that literally affects everyone. Mm-hmm. Every single person yeah. should know about their own sexual health, whether they're taking care of themselves, whether they're having multiple partners, whether they're polyamorous, whether they're monogamous, mm-hmm. whether they're asexual, where on the spectrum of sex that they land, everybody is affected by this. Yeah. And so these, these consultants are spreading unethical, dangerous, harmful misinformation as fact. Yeah. To people who don't know anything because of, like we said earlier, the lack of, of sexual health and education in this country Yeah, for whatever reason, I know a lot of it has to do with, uh, social norms and, and religious, uh, indoctrination and, yeah. and ideals. Um, yeah. but, ah, oh, see, I, I was really excited to talk to you because this is something obviously that I don't ever talk about on the show, but it is so important because pure romance is massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, in the beginning, they absolutely capitalize on the fact that there is such a lack of comprehensive, uh, sexuality education in this country, we go between abstinence-based education, which is n- not great, um, and also comprehensive sex education, which is more um, medically accurate, and it does offer n- more objective information as far as like how to acquire compre- um, um, contraceptives and you know if you need an abortion and whatnot and what that means and etc cetera, etc cetera. but there is a small majority in this um minority i should say there's a small minority in this country um that push against the comprehensive sex education plan um actually in 2018 the trump administration um took away the funding for comprehensive sex education and told any school in the United States that is going to teach sex ed, if they want the money, then it has to be abstinence-based. So was that uh, a Betsy DeVos thing since she was the secretary of education? I would, I would, I, it just said the Trump administration. Because she's, my research you know, she's been. Amway royalty. So, oh, <laughs> that weird. I mean, it sort of all kind of goes together in this weird, like, not related, but totally at the same time, completely related. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's like kind of where we are at right now as a country of where our sex education is. The funding is lacking for comprehensive sex education. 
Um, Abstinence-based has been, you know, shown to um, really hinder the sexual health of, of teenagers, you know, where teenagers are averaging about the 16 to 17 year old age of, of having sex for the first time in their life. Um, that just depends um, on what study that you're looking at, honestly. Uh, but if there, if, if it is about that age, you know, if a lot of teenagers are having sex and we're not teaching them how to protect themselves, you know, they are, it, it, it's inevitable that <laughs> there's a reason why we're the highest in developed, in a developed country that we are highest in pregnancies and, um, you know, STDs and STIs and all that jazz, you know, and companies like this, that, sh that say that we are the forefront of sex education, um, are really lacking in that forefront of sex education while providing no education whatsoever. Yeah. It's about equal. I feel like abstinence is the same as like, don't go in the woods. Well, why not? Just don't. Well, I'm mm -hmm. going to go in the woods when you're not looking. And then you get eaten by a wolf. And it's like, hey, like, <laughs> let's teach why we don't go in the woods and not just put a sign up that says, don't do it. Because I don't know, yeah. I feel like free will and the curiosity of the human mind is a lot more powerful than someone just saying, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, well, the other kind of evil in that is that, you know, you're teaching young people that abstinence is the only way to protect yourself. If that's like what you're going to teach. Um, the problem is that they're going to still have oral sex and anal sex, and they're not going to protect themselves because they think that they're still keeping their virginity and virginity is also really messed up because, um, you're telling people who are not heterosexual that any type of sex that they have is void. That's an yeah. excellent point as well. And something I think probably a lot of people that don't think about that stuff would never had ever crossed their mind at all. Mm -mm. But yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's stuff that pure romance doesn't talk about. Like, why can't we talk about birth control? You know, is pure romance control... a Christian company? Mm, no, I wouldn't say like, I, I never really heard like anything about like, well, let's praise God for blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't really hear any of that. Yeah. Cause I mean, just the, the things that you're talking about abstinence and stuff is definitely something that I've heard uh, yeah. in church and things like that. So I was just curious if maybe that's where the, the motivation was coming from. Well, abstinence, I mean that in, in pertaining to like where American sex education is at, not with pure romance, pure romance, oh, okay. a little bit more open as far as, um, <clears throat> they, I feel like the change in pure romance, because they really, when I first joined, it was very heteronormative, like it's a very hetero agenda. Yeah. Um, that's sort of what I have always felt <clears throat> when seeing that. Yeah. Kind of and well. there is, some consultants are still very much so like that. Um, but as far as the company goes, they have embraced the trans community a bit more. Um, they have tried to make some positive changes. And I feel like a lot of that is due to the fact that um, Chris Chicanelli's uh, daughter came out as trans. So I feel like once that window opened, um, that changed a lot of the company's views and they actually started to include more trans friendly sex toys and whatnot. Um, not that it sells well, cause I don't think it does. Um, but, and, and that's another story too, for like what sells well. And right. it 
Yeah. I mean, I want to say on one hand, like at least they're trying, but at the other, on the other hand, like you're saying, they don't sell well. So they're probably, it's probably not really being like highlighted and shown the way it needs to be shown. No. And a lot of the stuff, I think it was called, it was, it was some collection that they had. Um, they have only so much of it in the catalog. And they're like, if you want to see more, visit the website. And it's not really visible on the website either. Like you really have to search for it. And honestly, I don't even know like if it's even available anymore. It was when I was, when I was there. Um, one other thing that really bugged me was I always complained to the board of directors and I would say, why don't we have more inclusive products as far as like even our models why are models only white skinny barbies i remember consultants would pay to have professional photographers make um, albums for them of the lingerie but with regular women oh wow so that's that's interesting the consultants are saying that it's a problem as well and then doing something about it on their own Mm -hmm. yeah wow but the company, what they told me was that that stuff just doesn't sell well. Plus size women uh, that are, and, think and this is what that. I told them. I was like, <laughs> you're telling me that Savage by Fenty is not selling mounds of lingerie because they're inclusive. They got pregnant chicks on their runway. They got black, white, Mexican, Asian, men, women, trans, you name it, it's on her runway. Don't tell me that that stuff doesn't sell. That's what I told her. Well, she's a queen and pure romance isn't, so. (laughs) No, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that should be an example like of the fact, and it wasn't until recently that I started seeing more women of color in the catalog. At the time when I complained, there was only one, one woman of color in the catalog. And it was like a catalog where you had to like flip the page open. Like it wasn't even like a, one of the pages that you would regularly see. You have to like open this other page. And then there she was at the back page of the last page on the catalog. And I remember telling them like, this is messed up. Like, why don't we have more people? Like no uh, persons living with disabilities have ever been displayed on a catalog you know, they have uh, sexual needs as well. Why are they not in here? And then also the fact that we are not allowed to have any men at our parties. We can't do that. So, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms there. Does Pure Romance have a line of men's sex toys as well? They do kind of, not really. It's like very limited edition. Here's this thing. And they have like one sleeve. And that's it. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a ledge here and say that anybody listening, that's part of an MLM, like, like the, the top people, because I know you guys listen. I saw uh, proof of that in your last newsletter that you're listening to our content. So I'm going to go out on a ledge. I'm going to talk to you right now. And I'm going to say, be more inclusive, show people of color, show people that are different sizes, show people that have disabilities, show people that are trans show people that are LGBTQ, Mm -hmm. uh, show everyone, share old people, young people, skinny people. Like why, why not? Let's do better. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are already horrible, disgusting companies as it, as it is. Uh, you don't need to be horrible and disgusting in every single sector. You can be inclusive a little bit. So that's what I just want to say to you guys that are listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that's a great message. And, and I, I, it sucks because I, I still don't see it, you know, and it's 2021. 2021. How are we still doing this? I will say that that is one thing that I thought LuLaRoe did really well is they would reach out to the consultants and the consultants were their models. And so you really did get a really broad range of people. And I do remember them having people that were amputees as models and people that were plus size and people of color. Um, I don't know necessarily about the LGBTQ aspect of that, Mm -hmm. but in terms of, um, different races and, and backgrounds and things like that, they're, they definitely did that, which is a positive might be one of the only positives (laughs) and and pats on the back that I can give them. Um, and I think more MLM should do the same. I I think more companies just in general, like everyone in general should just be far more inclusive. Yeah. Like, especially an MLM that is about sexuality. Like, why would that not be the number one inclusive uh, company? Right. Because literally everyone, like we said, everyone is involved. Mm -hmm. Everyone has sexual organs. Everyone needs to know about them. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, come on. And the fact that our, our education system isn't doing this and we got to join MLMs to learn, but you don't even learn there. And you have to decide to just become a sex therapist to, to fill this hole that you see hmm Jeez, man. Do people not, yeah. do, do people not see this aside from people like us? I don't know. Not people in MLMs, you know, like, people... oh my God, you guys, the grass is incredible. We water it in here and the grass is so green where you water it. And it's so green. So you're just so <laughs> jealous that your grass is not as green as my grass. You're like, okay, whatever. Enjoy your cold yeah. Kool-Aid. Sounds delicious. Enjoy. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Um, I'm trying to look at my list here and see. Well, I guess this I didn't been really such get a into- fun interview, by the way. Just so fun. <laughs> I know. I hope that I dropped like enough tea because I don't want it to be boring or repetitive of other MLMs. I don't think I've heard anybody tell me that any of these episodes have been boring yet. I think everyone is like, <laughs> oh my God. I might like my friends will be like, I'll get texts like an hour or two after my episode comes out. They're like, oh my God, that last episode. And I was like, I know. And they're like, that's crazy. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I didn't really talk about um like the money aspect. Oh um, yeah. As far as um like how much money I actually would make. Um expenses are heavy in pure romance because you have to so you buy everything from pure romance, the, Oh, so pure it, romance is a front loading company. Yeah. Okay. So the juiciest of, of details though, that I have to tell you that I totally forgot. Um, <clears throat> so pure romance, they will, you buy everything from them. The way that they train you is they say, you know, uh, it, it's statistically shown, blah, blah, blah that consultants that carry more inventory will sell more. I don't think that you've ever heard this before, right? (laughs) I'm more to sell more. Geez. I wonder where else we've heard that before. Yeah. So they said you should carry about X amount for amount that you're, you're selling on average or whatever. So 
Um, so I would, I would order stuff up front and then, um, if for some reason something didn't come in, I would have to order it, you know? And so the person, the customer would pay me $7 shipping. If it was a very small show, let's say it was like four people came and it ended up being everybody ordered like $800 worth of stuff. And let's say I had everything in stock, then that was like an okay show because I didn't have to buy or I didn't have to ship so much stuff out to them. However, I still had to like restock that. So four people is only like, uh, I don't know, like 30 or $40 in shipping that I got paid. It's not enough. Like pure romance's shipping costs are so expensive. It's so much. It doesn't matter if you're buying one bottle that's $20 or if you are buying $1,000 worth of stuff. The shipping keeps going up by every, I think, every thousand or something. I don't really remember, honestly, but it just keeps getting more and more and more expensive. And, but the starting price for a $20 bottle is going to be $20 if you're going to get something shipped out. So if I have, you know, I typically paid around a hundred dollars shipping, you know, for a box, like a, a regular box. What? There's not a flat rate option that they can use. That's cheaper than that. No, there's like a flat rate if it's like under a hundred dollars, but that's rare. Like you, and, um, and then it just goes up from price. I believe like however much you're buying, um, do you get a discount the more you buy? Um, I believe it's very small. Like it doesn't even really make a dent. Um, but if you didn't collect enough shipping from people, then that's eating out of your profit. And even if you did, um, it's still, it, it eats out of your profit because then like, let's say you didn't have a, whatever in stock, you have to pay for the packaging that you're going to ship it out in. Um, I was a little extra and I would like fold in tissue and then put like a little sticker Me and like too. <laughs> make them feel special, write them a little love note. It would be similar to like, uh, just like pure romance, thank you stickers or whatever, you know, Pyromance has like their own printing office. So you just like, I mean, it's obviously another way for them to make money. Um, but I would just buy a lot of those like pure romance logo, actual like love notes and stuff like that. And, um, so you have to pay for that stuff. You have to pay for the, the printables stuff from pure romance. You're paying for the shipping to actually get it to the house, you know? Um, so it's just cost upon cost upon cost. Uh, eating away at that 40% profit that you, that you made from that party, supposedly. Yeah. And those are things that people don't think about. They don't think like, well, I spent $50 on those business cards and I'm giving one to every person. And that's like, you know, a couple cents here. And then those printables and then the tissue paper and then the stickers and then the little freebie or the little candy I put in there that costs money too. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this, you know, hundred dollar package you're sending is costing you a lot more cutting into your profit because pure yeah, romance absolutely. doesn't require or provide any of that. No. So and everything cuts into your profit. Not, 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 um, to, to fail to mention that, you know, once you have a party, like, let's say you signed up tomorrow to sell pure romance and you bought a, a 
you know, your, your box came in and it has all the products in there. Okay. And you invited all your girlfriends over. Okay. Then you have a party and you've demoed all of the products. Now you have to buy more product because you've already shown all your products. So pure romance also has pure romance has a lot of products and there is just a plethora of stuff. But now that you added a new thing into your products, you also have to stock that product. So now you're having to buy inventory for that new product that you just stocked, uh, that you just are going to start demoing. Um, and then once you kind of run out of, of people in, in a group, so often, like, I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I got a good group of women, you know? And then so-and-so would book a party and then so-and-so and so-and-so. And then all of the same women would come and show up to these parties. And then I wouldn't have any new stuff to show them. And so You're like, romance, here's the thing you saw last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Pure Romance solution to that is they have new products coming out every quarter. So you're restocking and you're re- you're basically buying an entire new demo and you're buying all new stock every single quarter. So it never ends. Like you're always buying inventory. That's the endless chain and the pay to play right there. Mm -hmm. Both of those for sure. Yeah. And people don't talk about that in, I don't, I don't feel like anybody really talks about that in peer romance or says that publicly about peer romance. Yeah. A lot of MLMs will say, oh, it's free to join. And then you get in and you're like, okay, what do I sell? And they're like, well, you don't, you don't know about any of our products. You have to buy some products to be able to use them Mm -hmm. and sell them. I'm like, okay, well, I'll buy some products. And I was like, now you're paying like, well, no, no, I didn't pay to join. It was free. Okay. Joining was free, but within 24 hours, you spent $500 on products to try yourself to sell them. So Mm -hmm. it costs you $500 to join. Do you not see that? No, no, no. It was was free to join. And I'm like, (laughs) it wasn't free to join. You paid $500 to join. No, no, no. It was free. I'm like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. This is MLM double speak. Yeah. Yeah. Right now they have a, a social seller kit and I have been emailed so many times, like come back, you know, and, um, the social seller kit is $39 and you literally just get the back office for that. Like, that's all you get, you know? Yeah. And can we talk about the fact that they're calling them social sellers now mm-hmm. and not like direct sales or multi-level marketing or network marketing. It's because all of those now have negative connotations because of our movement. So now they're calling them social sellers. So oh. all I did was just start using social seller as a hashtag on my pyramid scheme posts. I'm like, <laughs> if you want to call yourself that I'll hashtag that too. That's bullshit. You're in a pyramid scheme. The end. You're not a social seller. You're not a network marketer. You don't work for a direct sales company. You're in a pyramid scheme. The only difference is this tiny, tiny, tiny little, little legal loophole. That's there's Mm -hmm. a product and it's not about recruiting, but every person I talk about, I talk to says, yeah, I had to recruit. I had to recruit. I had to get people. I wanted to move up the ranks. I had to get 10 people underneath me to get to the next rank. It's like, that's a recruiting mandate. Yeah. (laughs) Now you're recruiting. Uh huh. It's about recruiting. And that's yeah. what makes it a pyramid scheme. It's not about an inconsequential product that nobody really cares about at all. No, because I mean, the sales, yeah, the sales are, are uh, highlighted. Um, and it, the sales in pure romance are ridiculous right now. Like you really, uh, I think 
the average now, like for, for women who are like, oh, yay, I, I finally, you know, did some, I, I'm, I'm up there like a hundred thousand a year. over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton Madal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. 
and then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. And anybody who sells $100,000 under $100,000 a year are pretty much shit in the company, you know? And that's a lot of sex toys, like a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's like, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. Like pure romance is like every single year they try to break records every year. The consultants try to beat each other at the top. And I mean, if pure romance does a really good job at like highlighting that girl, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, we've had somebody recruit a hundred people in a year or something like that, you know, or yeah, you got to love bomb those people to make sure that they know that you care. And they, they do, you know, and I think that's really like the, the golden egg and that everybody is like, Oh, that's a high, like, that's what I want. And that's what they work for. And it's an American dream. It's so, it's really, really ridiculously hard, you know, where consultants are trying to like outsell each other every single month to just to get the shout out. Really? That's all it is. It's that shot of dopamine that they're like, Oh, yes. Like that's (laughs) what it is. It's that dopamine and they're chasing their next high. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Or just like who had the biggest flash sale. And that's another, like, it's just like, who's the best. Like it's, it's a constant who's the best race in pure romance, but it's really aggressive. Like it's very, um, it's exhausting. And then it it just kind of makes everybody else mm, not feel, but I mean, for myself, I can just speak for myself. Like it made me feel like I was inadequate always, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. You, you, your story is just so triumphant. Like it's just, it makes me feel really good inside. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love hearing like such a positive ending to somebody's journey in MLM. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're getting your associates later this year and you're, you're going to university in the fall. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. It's incredible. Congratulations on like all of your success while getting out of a cult. Like, I mean, that's, that's so commendable right there. And I want to thank you for sharing your story with us because again, like I can't even tell you how many times I get emails or messages on Instagram or Facebook from people that listen to this podcast and say, Oh my God, I just heard, you know, the episode with Josie about the bite model. And I figured out that I'm in a cult or I heard, you know, this one with, with this company and that's the company I'm in and I'm resigning tonight. And I really hope that, and I think we will with your, with your episode as well, get these people that say, I, I am not supporting this company anymore or wow. I heard her story about pure, pure romance and it resonated with my experiences in Melaleuca or whatever. And it's really yeah. interesting because again, all of these companies are just wearing different costumes. They're exactly the same. The structure yeah. the same. The, the culty aspect is the same. The hierarchy is the same. The bullshit is the same. The mean girls, the, the false importance of things. It's all the same. 
Yeah. I think I'm going to break my neck. I'm nodding so hard. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, you it's don't really ever it. see it until somebody goes, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, like, <gasps> for, no, the first time I ever heard that I was in a pyramid, like, and nobody had ever asked me like, or had told me like, you're in a pyramid scheme. I remember I was, uh, proudly talking about my time at pure romance and my uncle, we were on vacation and he was like, oh yeah, you're, that's a pyramid scheme. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. And it wasn't until after that, that that's when I did the whole like checkmark thing and everything off my clipboard. That was the first time anyone had told me that I was in a pyramid scheme because pure romance teaches you about that. They, they're very like, they twist everything so that it's like, oh, pff, it's not a pyramid scheme. Chris Ciccinelli or, and anybody else who's in the training uh, team, they'll say like, listen, this is why we're not a pyramid scheme because X, Y, and Z, and they'll train us on why it's not a pyramid scheme. And it's like, if you have to train us on why it's not a pyramid scheme, it is a freaking pyramid scheme. Okay. Bingo. That's what I say too. And I'm like, if you work for a company who's one of their main objectives is to teach you what to say when people ask you if your company is a scam, <laughs> that should be a red flag. Yes. Ain't nobody working at Starbucks getting, is this a scam training? Ain't nobody working at Target that's getting, is this a pyramid scheme training? That doesn't happen anywhere else, but pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. And if you have to defend yourself that you're not a scam, maybe you should look in. Um, my brother-in-law, the one that bought the lot full of sex toys was one of the first people that like looked at me and was like, cause my sister, his wife was, we were in the pool, we we're swimming and we're talking and the John Oliver episode on, on last week tonight had just come out maybe. And he goes, did you guys see that? And I said, no, he goes, you know, you're in a pyramid scheme, right? And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? Favorite. We're not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> he was, he, I did see that Left like book. three months later. So, I mean, yeah. I don't oh, know, God. but yeah, I was like, no, we're not. And he's like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> I, that was one of the first times that I was like, are we though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, every single time that I would see other people talking about pyramid schemes, it never registered. It never, I was always like, oh, thank God I'm a part of this company because I, we are not a pyramid scheme. Like they yeah, are. Pyramid schemes are illegal, hun. Yeah. 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 I think I just want people to because as far as like, for me, like anytime that, I, you know, I follow, um, uh, not the good girl. Um, Josie, I, I love that. I'm actually going to be on that show. Oh God. Yay. I was going to say, you should talk to her if, if you're not going to, because <laughs> I was like, if you need an in, I'll get you her information. Yeah. I'm going to do it on Tuesday. Awesome. Oh, I'm going to hit her up and be like, Hey girl, <laughs> let her I know you're so, on my I show so too. Excited. I am kind of like, I really am starstruck right now with like you and Josie. Like when you guys emailed me back, I was like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> email everyone back. I promise. If you want to be on the show for sure, do exactly hear what Ruth did. She hit me up. She was like, look, I listen to your podcast. Um, I think my story needs to be on this because you haven't talked about it yet. And it's a really important thing to talk about. And I would love to be on the show. And I emailed her back, like, I don't know, an hour or two later. And I was like, oh my God, yes. When are you free? Yes. Yeah, so, you did. You were really like on top of it. I mean, I'm, I, I so have shook. a huge list that I'm getting through. So I, there are definitely people. Here's the thing. If you've emailed me 
And I said, yes, let's do it. And I haven't gotten back to you. It's most likely because I've just recently done something on your company and I want to space it out a little bit. So that's really the only reason I probably haven't gotten to you. Honestly, just wait a little bit longer. I promise everybody will be responded to eventually. Please bear with me. It's just me over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you are definitely a busy woman. I've seen all the stuff that you've been doing recently and I'm just, I admire you so much. Oh, I this is for girl crush. Thank, oh, thank you. You're I so do. sweet. And you're just so adorable. I totally have a girl crush on you too. So <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I'm like, let's all have girl crushes on each other. Josie's my other girl crush. Friggin' love her. Oh, yes. Friggin' I... love Josie. She's like, we have so much fun. And it's like, um, can we be on each other's show again? I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, I just, you know what? It really like just seeing, just seeing these shows, like, you don't really realize how deep in it you were until you hear other people's stories. And then you start to really relate to what they're saying. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, um, even like a Leah Remini's Scientology show and stuff. And I'm like, wow, like, it's just so crazy how these tactics are used against us. And you think it's, it sucks because you, you start to shit on yourself a little bit. Like, how was I so stupid? And how could I just fall for that? And you know, what was wrong with me, but it's like, you're not stupid. You're a victim, you know? And I think I really like these shows too, because they give us a voice, but also they don't demean us. And there's a lot of anti MLM out there that's really demeaning and it makes it difficult for people to come forward and to share their stories I agree. Um, because they just feel kind of stupid and they're embarrassed and stuff, you know? I, I mean, I think it's like goes completely against everything that this movement stands for when a victim comes out and says, I think I want to leave my MLM. And everyone's like, what a dumbass you are for even in being in one in the first place, you loser stupid. And they're just like, wow, like how welcoming and and safe this space is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, just come to my group. Or um Monica, Monica has a great group. Um, I don't know if you know a Monica Hayworth. It's like Monica Hayworth's and I'll link all of that down too. But oh, okay, Monica cool. has a really great group. Um, there's the sounds like MLM but okay survivors group, which is a good one I to join. Was, I was a part, I'm a part. Okay, so yeah. that was like the first there's thing. another one that just came out that I just got added to the other day as well. That's oh, really? another survivors group. Okay. Well, I just, I, I did share my story on that one, like a very, just a, um, just a summary of everything that I experienced. And that was like the, really like the first time that I had ever publicly like written about it on Facebook and stuff. And it was just on that group. I've never shared my experiences with anybody else. This is the first time that I've actually spoken about it. Um, I feel so honored. (laughs) It's true. I, I do. It, it feels this is a really good form of therapy. It really is because I say that all the time. Like this is not only my therapy, but I feel like it's other people's therapy too. Even really like my is. listeners are like, oh my God, listening to you on Sundays is my therapy. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay. Thank you. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it really is because I mean it, you kind of the sad thing is that you silently go through this stuff when you're leaving an MLM. There's no one that really understands unless they were a part of an MLM, but it's like, even still like, it's like leaving a domestic violent relationship. Like you tell your girlfriends about the experiences that you had, but you're like, you don't get it. 
Like you just don't understand what I endured, like what I went through, the mind fuckery that goes into it, that just, it's so relieving when you leave, but it's still kind of like, you're, you're so suppressed and it's like, you're screaming, but your hands over your mouth because you can't, you can't really say much without fearing, um, you know, legal, legal issues, or also, um, you're, you have a lot, like I still have a lot of friends who are in MLMs, um, because I was in the MLM world, I met a lot of other people in MLMs and, I've been really afraid to, to speak about it publicly and just to warn other friends who are not in MLMs because I have so many friends who are still in MLMs and I just don't know how to address it without hurting them. My intention is never to hurt people, but it's impossible to not hurt people in MLMs without, you know, that are so deep into it, you know, and not ruin that relationship. Yeah. You know, and that's something that Josie says, you know, we were victims as well as perpetrators. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's really hard. You know, people don't like to say they're wrong. People don't like to admit that they did something bad. It's hard for people to say sorry sometimes. And you get in this and you're like, I was a victim. And then you yeah. look at everybody underneath you that were your victims. So the thing that I was going to tell you about that, I almost forgot. Um, so in pure romance, there's this thing called the IAP and it it stands for inventory advantage program. I'm not sure if they do it still, but they did do it when I was there. So you would have, um, a new consultant that would join and, uh, let's say they bought the, the smallest kit, which is the standard kit. The standard kit is about $200 still. That's the smallest one. I, I think that they have, um, with, hidden fees. You're going to pay another $20 for a technology fee, by the way. Um, but that's after you sign up. So they, they won't tell you that until after. Um, so anywho, so in order for, if I were to sign somebody and I wanted to, let's say I wanted to qualify for a trip. Um, I had to have, let's say 10 qualifying consultants that signed new consultants. They couldn't be old consultants that were signing up again, they would have to be brand new consultants. And, um, in order for them to qualify though, to be a qualified consultant, they would have to activate the standard kit. Doesn't activate them. It would have either have to be a deluxe kit or a premium kit, which were the bigger kits. The deluxe kit is around like 400. And then the premium is like, I don't even know how much. Um, so if they, Either way though, whatever kit that that person buys as a sponsor, you do not make any money off of the kit that they buy. You only make money if they buy products, if they, if it it goes on retail for that, uh, um, consultant. So the IAP is a thousand dollars of inventory that they can make in five payments. So we were trained and this was at a training that was one of the women who was like really high up. The way that she said it was, you're going to sell this to them after they sign up, you're going to sell them to them. Like you sell anything else, just like you sell a vibrator. This is how, this is the same thing. It's just a sale to your new consultant. Your new consultant joins, they buy a basic kit. They're like, I can't really afford it. So I'm going to buy this basic kit to join because you're telling me I'm going to be a rock star. 
but then you're like, Ugh, technically you're not qualified yet. So I need to then pitch you this even bigger kit mm-hmm. and then encourage you to go into temporary debt to pay it off. So, so you can get your bonus rank. Exactly. So the way that we would tell them is like, listen, you need inventory because people, you know, they're so excited and horny after they leave a party that they're going to want their stuff right away. So you need to make sure that you have inventory and not only that, but once you have the inventory, this will give you $800 retail, not the full thousand for some odd reason, which I thought was pretty effed up. Um, but it's a thousand dollars retail re- worth of retail products, but you only get credit for 800 of it, which is messed up already. You know, that's odd. Um, and yeah, shady. Then, yeah. And I'm like, so not only will this keep you active for the next two months, but this also activates you right away. And this will bump you up to 40% buying discount. Um, cause I think it was like, once you got up to a certain point in, in sales, you got 40%, you bump from 30 to 40. And then, but if you wanted to make any more than that, you would either stay at 40 forever if you didn't rank, um, or sponsor. And then once you started sponsoring, you got up to 50%. Um, so we as sponsors would not make money on their, on their actual kit, but we would, would make money on the IAP. And also once they, that IAP, you know, that would go to your team sales. If you were trying to rank for anything else, like your team sales or your, um, any trips that you were trying to rank for or a position or anything like that, this IAP was pretty much your golden ticket into all of that. So then they would be in debt. They would have to make five payments of a hundred dollars to pay that off. But if you have a 90% turnover rate, and it happens within the first 90 days, that person is still paying off that debt even afterwards. And the company absolutely takes them out for collections. You're going to ruin your credit just because you joined this company and you were conned into buying an IEP. That pay to play, man. You guys got to pay attention to that. Especially if you're joining for a discount or for free, you have to be aware of all the additional fees and kits and requirements that nobody tells you about until you sign that dotted line. No, yeah. It's a pay to play system and you have to pay to play. Yeah. Cause then you have to go and buy your table and a tablecloth and you have to buy catalogs. Catalogs are not free. Uh, they, I don't think, I think they only include like maybe five or 10 in the, in your first kit. Um, they, you know, you have to buy pens, And then, you know, you have to get pens that are, that have your logo on them. I'm telling you when I left, I literally threw like 300 pens away that had my my name on it, the pure romance logo. And then you've got to get the the stickers for the decals on your cars. And then you've got to get a little, you know, consultant or customer sheet so they can write their names. And, you know, it just, it never ends. Like there's so much expenses and the way that um, the objective to that is if a, if a new recruit is, you know, complaining about it, you tell them, well, any business is going to have expenses in the beginning. You're going to have higher expenses in the beginning, but it'll kind of even out once you, you know, you've been in the company for a while. 
which isn't true. Those legitimate business terms and business strategies put into a cult to make it appear more legitimate, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it just like, uh, um, where, you know, franchises do get protection where a McDonald's is not going to be open right in front of another McDonald's. But like for me, for instance, me and my sponsor were fighting, fighting each other because of the fact that we were in a really small town and we were fighting for customers, you know, fighting for the same customers and selling the same product mm-hmm. in an yep. already saturated market. Yeah. And this, this chick still has a, a, she had the biggest team in the city. So it wasn't just me. It was like a lot of other chicks too, all fighting for customers. It was ridiculous. Wow. Wow. What a crazy story. Like just all of this is just like something like it's just, I mean, it all goes right into it. Like I'm not surprised (laughs) by any of this, but at the same time, I'm still like, what? Anyway, thank you for telling your story and thank you for being so candid and sharing all of this. I hope people get something out of this. I know they will, but I really do hope that, that people listen to this and go, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This is, yeah, it seems familiar and people understand yeah. that these, you know, and they get out of them. So at the end of these episodes, I like to do rapid fire questions, just okay. whatever comes to the top of your mind, let me know. All right, here we go. All right. So one word that encompasses how you feel about MLM. About every MLM? Yeah, just MLM as the complex. Um, just a scam. They're all scams. Uh, a warning to someone who wants to join an MLM. Don't do it. <laughs> whatever, whatever you think the MLM will solve, whatever problem or issue you think it will solve, it will not. Whether it's friends, money, time, vacation, children, whatever it is, it will not solve it. And oftentimes it makes it worse. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, worst MLM in your opinion. (laughs) Um, I think as far as products go and, oh, okay. I, I, I have like a top three. I think the, the worst MLMs that I've, that I've encountered is Mary Kay because they drink, they don't, they don't, they, they inhale it, they inject it. They drink the Kool-Aid in MLM. Yeah. They snort that Kool-Aid powder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes they're jacked on it. Okay. I have never met such indoctrinated, um, consultants like Mary Kay. They are the worst. Um, and their products are shit. And also, uh, Young Living is really like the worst pyramid scheme. They don't even, they're not even aware of it. I remember I had sat with a girl once we were doing an event together and she was like, well, I'm really just more into like, um, getting women into, into my group. And then just, and then this leg and this leg and this leg. And I was like, how, where do you make money? Well, we make, and she couldn't even give me like a clear answer of how she makes money. Um, but LuLaRoe is probably the worst, hands down. I remember um, because I networked a lot. I did a lot of vendor events, a lot of vendor shows. And LuLaRoe, man, even I had a girlfriend who told me 
she was like, what do you think about me selling LuLaRoe? And I was like, don't do it. Don't. And this was, <laughs> this was at the hype. I mean, I wear, I wore LuLaRoe. Like I was like, you know, I, I tried to support my girlfriends in LuLaRoe, but I remember telling her, I was like, girl, even the shittiest of vendor events. And that's another thing you got to get into the scams of vendor events too. Um, Cause there are a lot of scams and vendor events, but I remember seeing LuLaRoe consultants for like a small vendor event coming with like a U-Haul, oh, like renting God. a U-Haul. Yes. We take like an hour to set up and an so hour to break much, down. So much clothes for the amount of people that come through. It doesn't even make a dent in all of the clothes that you brought. No, you'd sell like five things if you were lucky. You bring like yeah. 200 things and you'd sell like five. Yeah. Um, I mean, Herbalife is like super scammy as well. Like the worst of scams, like really predatory. Uh, um, horrible. I, mean, I know they're all, they're all horrible. They're all the, the worst. They're mm-hmm. all the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they're all the worst. I just, I can't even pick cause there's so many that are so terrible. <laughs> uh, right. What's the hardest lesson that you had to learn while you were at MLM? That I wasn't as educated as I thought I was. Hence why I left for talking to real professionals, like real sex ed professionals, man, that was hard. Like realizing how misinformed, how uneducated I really was. I it was probably very to... humbling to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause you know, pure romance hypes you up so much as like, you're a sex ed educator and you know, everything, blah, you know, and the reality is that you don't really know squat. And then there are real sex educators out there. And when you're confronted with them and you're, you're like, we are not the same. We're not sex educators. Pure romance is not. Not at all. And then the last one, which is my favorite question is a positive takeaway that you learned while you were MLM that you still use. Um, I really learned other skills like time management. I was taught, you know, um, but that was like, because they had us reading a lot of like self-help books and stuff like every other MLM. (laughs) Um, but I really learned like, I don't know, like I learned a lot of like sales tricks and stuff, but some of them are sleazy. So I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I learned, at least you learned how to differentiate between like a good sales thing and a scammy one. What I did learn was how to take rejection like a champ. Cause I heard no, like every single day and you grow some real thick skin. So I think it's helped me in life. Um, because I've, I'm just like, you know what? I heard no selling dildos. Like it can't get worse than this. Like if you tell me, no, it's fine. you know? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) You got me on that one. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, (laughs) my face hurts from talking to you. (laughs) This was great. Uh, thank you so much for being so candid again and for sharing your story and for helping countless women that you, that haven't even heard this yet. Yeah. You're going to be helping them even after the fact, just by sharing your story. And maybe yeah. you even encourage someone to drop out and, and 
and dive into the sex therapy world as well. I, I would so. love to talk to you later, like when you're, you know, in that world and see what's, what's up with you later on and see how that's going. Absolutely. I would definitely do it. And this is really just, thank you. Um, the only other thing that I've heard about, uh, pure romance is n- from people who are, were not in pure romance. So hopefully this helps somebody understand from a perspective of somebody who was in pure romance for a while, not just like and successful too. Yeah, I was successful. Supposedly uh, I was in, a, in an a MLM standards. You were successful. Yeah. In MLM standards. Yeah. I was successful again in their standards, but um, it, it's different when you hear it from somebody who was like in it, you know, um, I think I've only only heard like one actual thing on pure romance. That was from like the Illuminati and she yeah. does some fun stuff, but it's not from a perspective of like an actual pure romance consultant. And it's funny. I'm sure a lot of people listened and they were like, I have no idea what she's talking about. This is so convoluted. This is so confusing. What, what do you mean? She's talking about these percentage. It's all intentional. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be confusing on purpose. So you stop asking questions because you don't want to look stupid. You just go, oh, okay, I get it, I guess. <laughs> Smile. Here's your cookie. Go sit on the bench, please. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. It's so, it's so crazy. Like when people join the MLMs and they're like, I don't understand this compensation plan. And you're like, oh, you'll get it. And you really don't get it, you know? Yeah. Robert Fitzpatrick says really the only way to understand MLM is to be in it. And at that point it's too late. Yeah. 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 That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you you so much, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to join an MLM to see, to just to prove this, like, just to see, like, is this true? Don't. Yeah. (laughs) Don't join the 99.7% of us. We, we don't need any more people on this side. We love you. Stay on the other side. Don't, don't lose money. Don't join these companies. Don't, um, don't risk all of everything you love for a, an impossible promise of an American dream that doesn't exist. It's unfortunately, that's a really good way to put it. It's impossible. It really is. Unless you're 0.01%. Right. Unless you scam pretty much everyone you meet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I thought, I don't think that you can have a conscience. How do you sign all these people up? I think that's what made me a shitty uh, sponsor because I felt responsible for these people that I signed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's the you same have a, reason you I have left a heart. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a person who has a conscience, then you, it's going to be hard to, to even rise ranks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I had such a wonderful time. Um, we'll definitely stay in touch for sure. Thank you so much. You're, you're just so beautiful and wonderful. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you. I appreciate this. You are doing like, you're doing God's work. Seriously. Like you are doing, I'm not even religious. And (laughs) I really do think that you are doing incredible work. You, I mean, obviously have helped so much with everything that you did with the Washington case and I mean, every time that you speak out, like it really does empower us for those of us who are too afraid to speak. Um, cause there are so many who are afraid to speak. 
um, out of just fear of the company or fear of embarrassment or fear of losing, you know, whatever they have in their life at that time. Like it's people like you that really do give us a voice. So I think you, you're going to make me cry. Give a lot of kudos too. You're totally going to make me cry because <laughs> I mean, you know, we all get into MLM to help people and mm-hmm. it took me a couple of years, but I'm finally helping people out of MLM and I've helped you way more are. people out than I ever got in. And uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate your compliments. I'm like blushing and <laughs> I'm totally like, people are like, oh my, I will see people are like, oh my God, you're the queen. You're the goat. And I'm like, no, I'm just a person. No, no, <laughs> just, you are I'm just though. a regular girl. I'm just a regular when, old lady. Like <laughs> when you emailed me, I was like, oh my gosh. I told my husband, I was like, you won't even guess who emailed me. Oh my God. <laughs> I have an interview coming up where I did the same thing as I reached out to somebody that I was like, oh my God, I would love to speak to you. And I was like, she's never going to respond. And she responded and she was like, I'd love to. And I was like, oh. I got up. I was like, oh my God. And I like called my friend and I was like, oh my God. Seriously. Like, so I, I understand that feeling. I'm surprised that you felt it about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm, yeah, wow, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for giving me this space. This really helps a lot. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti MLM friends as well. See you next time.